0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino.
1: Folks, we're we're walking into a really dangerous place right now, really dangerous forest. We want me to exaggerate for effect and be melodramatic, but we really, really are. There are two parallel knowledge universes right now. There's the conservatives that actually know what's going on, vote on it, live their lives according to a set of facts we understand. And then there's liberals who live in this dark forest of stupidity who don't know anything because the media blacks them out and they believe the media is for real. The media rigged this election. There is now, it's no longer in dispute. The only question is, did they rig it to the point where the results were dispositive in advance? That's the only question. Did they rig it so much that there was no way for Donald Trump to prevail? That's the only question. Not did they rig it to what degree did they rig it? That is the only question. I've got, and I'm not kidding, stunning headlines. To, or to use Joe Biden language, some guy emailed me the other day. Joe Biden says, it's not a joke, not a joke, not a joke. Stunning headlines showing you the dark forest of stupidity. Tens of millions of Americans live in right now precisely because of our media. I got that. I've got an election update that's important. And I've also got a Milton Friedman video. Milton Friedman. You got to watch on a Friday. You got to watch this. Joe's seen it. Joe knows what I'm talking about. It's a great one. It's a great way to uh, to end out our Friday. Loaded show today. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, protect your online activity. Surf the web in peace. Get a VPN. Don't wait. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. It's
0: Friday. I, I, <laughs> yeah.
1: I, Thank I, goodness. I, shame on me. Shame. Shame. Heresy. Heresy, shame, like that scene from Game of Thrones where they, they shaved the, the queen's head or whatever, shame. How did I not know that? I have to tease that. Uh, let me do it uh, ex post facto. Okay. Um, in Joe's the 1960s game show voice, Go of left. course, bringing us back to the Halcyon Days of Radio. That's how he always brings in our Friday. Yes. All right, folks, I've got a lot of material to yes, get to today, including the parallel knowledge universe of stupid liberals living. Today's show brought to you by friends at LifeLock. Folks, listen, I had my identity stolen. Had my identity, so it was terrible. It took me a year to clean up the mess. New research from threat intelligence firms reveals that cyber criminal groups are increasingly using ransomware and they're changing their tactics, techniques, and procedures to widen the scope of their cyber attacks, which greatly expands their pool of victims that could be you. It's important to understand how cyber crime and identity theft are affecting our lives. It certainly affected mine. In this holiday season, you can miss certain identity threats by only monitoring your credit and bank statements. Get LifeLock the leader in identity theft protection. I have it for me, my wife, my mother-in-law, and my two children. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information being used in in a network, they'll send you an alert. I get a text on my phone, it's that easy. If you become a victim of identity theft, LifeLock can help you restore your identity easier than what you can do on your own. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can help you feel warm and protected this holiday season. Save up to 25% off your first year by going to lifelock.com slash Bongino. That's lifelock.com slash Bongino for 25% off. Go today, secure your identity. All right, Joe, Let's go. <coughs> Now, I'm going to try to keep it together to not get too emotional right here because, you know, sometimes that happens. You know, I can run a little hot sometimes. Not a mystery to anyone who watches the show. But it's increasingly frustrating, this topic I keep talking about, about this parallel universe is us and the liberals live in. I don't like liberal ideology. It's it's a cancer. It is a wart on the collective butt of America to use family-friendly language. It is a forest fire that is destroying the country. And people who subscribe to that ideology are generally not that bright because they can't do any research. But the reason a lot of, not all, but the reason a lot of liberals, especially some younger folks who haven't figured out their way through experience in society, are liberals, is because they're told by a monopolistic, near monopolistic media, to be more precise. A near monopolistic media, ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, CNN, and near monopolistic media, New York Times, Washington Post, they're told things that are simply not true all the time and they believe them. I want to go through in this segment, this is really important, because I don't want this to be, again, one of those, the media stinks. That's not a mystery. And there's no reason to tune into my show to hear the media stinks. You already know that. <laughs> I want to talk about in this, you're yeah. I want to talk about in this segment, I thought about this. I'm sitting here, I, I, I put a lot of attention into the show. I thought, now it's time to tell people and warn them and hopefully instruct their kids and others about the real impacts, tangible, touchable, material, harmful impacts to your life of a parallel universe, the liberals universe of knowledge, stupidity, and our universe of wisdom. I'm going to go through it one by one and show you real examples. Don't miss it. Let's start off first with what I mean. How the media, which is a repository for ideas, is where people generally get their ideas about what's going on. From the media. If you live where I live, in Martin County, Florida, you don't have time to research a story about what's happening in Texas, so what do you do? You go to a search engine, you put in Texas lawsuit, and you read stories from the media. If you want to learn about the Hunter Biden fiasco, if you want to learn about the Spygate scandal on Donald Trump, two facts, Hunter Biden's in a world of trouble, he's under federal investigation, the vice, former vice president's son, the spying operation on Donald Trump was very real, you go to the media. Now, some of you choose that media operation to be me, and you know all the details of Spygate and Hunter Biden because we talked about it before the election extensively. You're literally smarter, wisdom-wise, than your liberal friends who are dumb. They're walking around a forest of stupidity. Here's why. Here is a clip by the esteemed Leslie Stahl, and by esteemed, I mean not esteemed, Leslie Stahl of 60 Minutes mocking the President of the United States, Donald Trump, For bringing up two facts that Joe Biden was in the midst of a major scandal before the election about his son's dealings with China, now under FBI investigation, and the fact that his campaign was spied on. We know the names of the spies. You can look them up in a search engine. Here's Leslie Stahl just dismissing it and listen to the part in the most pompous, Leslie Stahl type way. Here's Leslie Stahl in 60 Minutes saying, Sir, sir. Sir, this is 60 Minutes. Oh, yes,
2: Leslie, we know. We know. Check this out. I wish you would interview Joe Biden like you interview me. It would be so good. You know what? You the, like this, the, I
3: thought. I thought you liked this. I don't mind spa, it. I don't mind spa. it. But when
2: I watch him walk out of a store and he's walking with a ice cream and the question the media asks him, what kind of ice cream, what flavor ice cream do you <laughs> have? And he's in the midst of a scandal. He's not. And he's taking... Of course he is, Leslie. Come on. Of course he is. It's the biggest, second biggest scandal. The biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign, There's no real evidence of that. Of course there is. It's all over the place. Leslie, they spied on my campaign and they got caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes. And we can't put on things we can't well, verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied on my campaign. Well, we can't verify it. It's been totally that. verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. No. And then they went much further than that and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie. And you know that, but you just don't want to no. put it on the air. As a matter of fact, I don't know that. Okay. Can you imagine being this woman? Man.
1: Walking aimlessly in this forest of stupidity. There are three things that stand out to me in her absolutely absurd, laughable, romper room like segments. She's got a kindergarten level of intelligence or a graduate school level of maliciousness. One or the other. Hmm. Not both. I'm erring towards the latter. She says three things. Donald Trump makes a categorically true statement. That Joe Biden is involved in a scandal, which is with his son, which we knew about before the election. A business partner of the Biden family with unimpeachable credibility, Tony Bobolinsky, came out and said he was personally involved in a suspicious deal with the Chinese government and the Biden family that involved a kickback to Joe Biden. This was not a mystery. If you were a conservative, you knew about the story. I'm going to get to the real impacts of this in a minute. This really affected the election. I'm going to prove it to you. So number one, she dismisses Donald Trump for stating a fact. This is 60 minutes. <laughs> we know. Wait that means to that doesn't mean, Leslie, what you think it means to quote the Princess Bride. Not at all. Secondly, he says, my campaign was spied on. She says, "You have no real evidence of that. We have their names of the spies. We literally have their names, Ezra Turk and Stefan Halper. Does she not know that? Of course she knows that. She's got a PhD in malicious media behavior. This is why liberals wander around in a forest of stupidity. But then she says the third thing, which is in the universe of stunningly stupid, this actually, this is not the bronze medal. We're going in reverse order. This is the gold. She says, we can't verify that about the Hunter Biden scandal about the business deal with China. (laughs) I'm trying to think of an analogy for the media matters, double digit IQ morons and the liberals who watch my show to make this make sense to you. You understand as a journalist, sir, this is 60 minutes. That's your only job. Let's use an analogy. Did you ever see that movie? It recently came out about the Gary Hart scandal. Hugh Jackman was in it. It, was, it wasn't bad. Um, Gary Hart was a Democrat running for president, got caught in this extramarital thing. Uh, it was a, you know It was a big scandal back in, was it 1984, whenever it was, the election? I think it was 84. Huge scandal. But the movie's fascinating because the guy who breaks the story is I believe a reporter in Miami in Southern Florida who gets a tip from a woman who knows the woman Hart's having this you know relationship with. And at first he hangs up the phone because the woman's like, hey, Gary Hart's going to meet this woman and he's not supposed to, you know, extramarital thing. And then she calls back and the reporter does what, Joe? He does this crazy thing called journalism no. where he goes out and starts to, I know, Damn. I know. You better hey, be sure, dude. I have these um, nitric oxide tablets here, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Paula, can you pass this through the electro Here you go. i oh. throwing that out to Paula. Paula's going to pass it through the electronic media matrix style. We're hey. going to red pill Joe. I know it's Got stunning, it. but the reporter then goes out and gets flight records, finds out that the woman is actually flying to D.C. to meet with Gary Hart and does this crazy thing and verifies the story. That's what you do. <laughs> That's what you do. So you're telling me, Lieutenant Bobolinsky. A literal, not figurative, business partner of the Biden family on a shady deal with China produces emails of evidence of the deal and an email that shows a kickback to Joe Biden from people associated with the Chinese Communist Party. And you can't verify that? Here's a crazy idea how to verify, Joe. Get ready for it. I only have one pill left. So you if you don't make it through this one, I can't save you. Down 911. Down 911 in advance. Keep it, maybe, maybe keep it on speaker or whatever. Here's a crazy idea. Just ask Bobolinsky about the deal. How hard is this? This is, sir, sir, this <sighs> is 60 minutes. Again, Leslie, that does not mean what you think it means. You are a laughing stock. Do you understand that? That upwards of 40 to 50% of America, me included, are laughing at you. It's tragic what happened because you talked to the other 50% of America that are wandering around in the stupid forest, not the enchanted forest, where Trump's campaign wasn't spied on, despite the fact we have the actual names of the spies. And the Hunter Biden thing never happened, despite the fact that we know it happened because his business partner said it happened. Right. And then your third thing is we're journalists here at 60 Minutes and we can't verify that. Wow. Wow. Is that the trifecta of stupidity? Let me show you something else here. Let me show you some headlines from Co, otherwise known as Politico. Hat tip Logan Hall on, on uh, Twitter. He did a great job with this. Here are before and after headlines from Politico about the Hunter Biden story, about the shady business deals the business partner outed them on. (sighs) Here's the headline before the election from Politico, The Washington Post and CNN. First, Politico. Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinformation, dozens of former intelligence officials say. After the election, now that the FBI investigation has been uh, outed against Hunter Biden in public. Hunter Biden says U.S. attorney is investigating his tax affairs. Is that Russian? I don't know. You just said there was Russian disinformation. Here's the Washington Post. The truth behind the Hunter Biden non-scandal. Washington Post before election. Washington Post post-election. Now that we know about the scandal. Or they know about the scandal. Or pretend to know about the scandal. Hunter Biden tax probe examining Chinese business dealings. I, I, I thought that was a non-scandal. I, 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 I thought that was a non-scandal. Here's CNN business. The anatomy of the New York Post dubious Hunter Biden story. Here's CNN politics after the election. Federal criminal investigations into Hunter Biden focus on his business dealings in China. Here's one more NPR, which we put up yesterday. Analysis, questionable New York Post scoop driven by ex-Hannity producer and Giuliani. talking about the Hunter Biden scoop. NPR now. Hunter Biden says he's under federal investigation for tax matter. Ladies and gentlemen, again, I am going to dig into the real-world impact affecting your lives of having fifty percent of America wandering around, wandering around the stupid enchanted forest of liberalism. Let me go to one more headline. This right before the show, right before the show's creeped up. I had to tell Miss Paula, please squeeze, get this in. Please squeeze this in. Here's a, this headline from NBC is hilarious in its stupidity. It's a headline and a subheadline that will leave you scratching your head how people so stupid could have put this in a headline. Here's NBC. Hunter Biden, president elect's son, says federal prosecutors probing his taxes. Here's the subheadline. The probe was revealed weeks after an election in which President Donald Trump and his allies made unfounded and baseless claims of corruption regarding Hunter Biden and his father. Well, it, it, the headline says he's under investigation. How are they baseless claims? What, what? Is there an editor in NBC? Like, Holy who wrote moly. this thing? Who wrote this thing? The Justine Bateman character from Family Ties? What was her name? Not the blonde, but I don't remember. Was it Was it Mallory? I don't even remember. It was Family Ties. Who wrote this? Who wrote this? The kid sitting in the corner of the schoolroom in 1960 with the, with the dunce cap on? How in the same headline do you acknowledge there's a federal investigation into corruption and tax issues with a guy and then say the claims are baseless? (laughs) This is real. This is the enchanted stupid forest the liberals live in. Before I get to the real world impacts of how this is going to hurt us, I want to play this quick minute video of Greg Gutfeld on The Five yesterday who was en fuego, totally on fire. and. Uh, No one said it better than Greg about, again, these parallel universes where we know what's going on and liberals wander around where ignorance is not bliss and ignorance is damaging to you. Check this clip out.
0: Guess what gets me eh, a little angry? I don't really get angry is the arrogance of, quote, hard news. So they see this story, right? And they go, well, it's unsubstantiated. We need more substantiation. Well, that's your job, bozo. You're the frickin' Mm -hmm. substantiator. It's like, wow, you can report on Joe's new cabinet picks, but anybody can read a press release. I can do that. Why don't you hard news folks hit the pavement? That's your job. The very same Sunday journalist who said, you know, I don't think there's much to this story. They fell all over themselves with less substantiated dreck pertaining Trump and his family. You can look it up if you want. I won't name names because I might see them in the elevator. Lastly, <laughs> we now have evidence of two, deliver, two deliberate cover-ups to throw an election. First, we had the media cover for Pelosi as she delayed COVID relief, knowing that Americans would suffer because that would help Joe win. Now you have the media covering for Hunter Biden by dismissing this as Russian intel using that letter, knowing that would also help little Joe. So what, there, there's no question this election was manipulated by the press. How do we stop that? We um, have the meat thermometer here. So,
1: into Greg. 152 Fahrenheit on the on the meat thermometer. There it is on the meat thermometer. Actually, it's just 73. 173. There's a one there. You just don't see it. <laughs> Here's the best, the best line, the best line of the whole thing. <laughs> I don't know if you caught it. I was like, "Whoa, guy!" Emoji. I might run into them in the elevator. Oh-oh. <laughs> hey. Wait, what elevator? Wait, what elevator? The elevator in his condo? Or whatever. In his apartment? I don't know. What elevator you you talking about? Nice job, Greg. I think he's talking about the elevator at Fox. Tyson, Roy Jones style. <sighs> Sorry.
2: That is one of the best (laughs) clips I have
1: seen in a long time. Thank you, Greg, for speaking truth to power. There are a lot of good people left, folks. Don't forget that. I've been trying to tell you that. Not everybody deserves to be painted with a broad brush, especially at the network. A lot of people are fighting back. Okay, now when we get to the real... (laughs) The real world impact of this. Before I get to that, let me get to my second sponsor, folks. Uh, they love to be here. They love to talk to you. We thank our sponsors for keeping the show free for you and producing great products like the Helix Sleep mattress. Folks, I have the Midnight Luxe mattress from Helix Sleep. You know how I was matched to it? I took a two-minute sleep quiz that Helix Sleep offers. Two minutes, it's all it takes. And it matches a perfect mattress for you. I have bad shoulders, arthritis. You've already heard about it. So I need the Midnight Luxe. It's better for me because I'm a side sleeper too. Their quiz takes two minutes to fill out. It matches your body type and sleep preferences. The perfect mattress for you. Don't buy a mattress made for someone else. That makes no sense. It's a genius idea. With Helix, you're getting a mattress you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. Soft, medium, firm mattresses. Mattresses for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Even a plus mattress for heat plus size sleepers. I took the Helix quiz. Like I said, I, had the midnight, I get the midnight lux. We love it. It's bits like sleeping on a cloud. It's the best eight hours of my day sometimes, especially after yesterday, where we were very busy, to say the least. It's been awesome getting uh, unboxing videos from many of you who found the Helix mattress of your dream. So if you're looking for a mattress, take the quiz. Order the mattress you're matched to and the mattress comes right to your door shipped for free. You don't ever need to go to a mattress store again. But you don't need to take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. That's how confident they are you're going to love this mattress. Helix offers exclusive discounts for military, first responders, teachers, and students. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Dan. helixsleep.com slash Dan. Check it out today. All right, thanks to Helix Sleep. We appreciate it. Best matches around. Um, so, folks, what are the real-world consequences of this parallel knowledge universe? where well, we know stuff and liberals don't. And even worse, what I'm going to get to now, not only do liberals not know stuff because of people like Leslie Stahl, sir, this is 60 Minutes, um, but what they know is wrong. So just to be clear, it's we're in the liberal... We're <laughs> <laughs> what was that movie, uh, old school, with Will Ferrell? We're, we're in the trust tree. We're in the trust. Remember that? Where he's in the therapy with this guy. Oh, I, mean, I thought we were in the, tr- the, the the trust tree. When he's imagining like women's underwear thing. I thought we were in the tree. No, we're in. So right now, we're not Will Ferrell in the trust tree, but we're in the uh, enchanted forest of stupidity that liberals live in, right? And it's not just that they don't know anything. Like they think the Trump campaign wasn't spied on, which is, fa- which is false. They were. They don't know about the Hunter Biden thing, which I'll show you in a poll. But what they know is wrong because woke idiots keep telling them that the definitions of things or what things mean or what they know is not what they know and they mean new things now. What do I mean? There's a great article on Legal Insurrection. Be in the show notes. Bongino.com slash newsletter is how you access our show notes. The newsletter is the same thing. You need to read this article about we're now diverging not only into a conservative knowledge universe and the liberal stupid universe, but two different languages as well. I'm not kidding. This legal insurrection piece talks about dictionary.com changing the definition of court packing to the Democrats' media version. Just changing it. Dictionary.com, who, like Leslie Stahl, who had one job to verify facts, yet claims in her interview the media doesn't verify facts, dictionary.com has one job, literally, not figuratively one job, look up literally if dictionary.com doesn't change it, it's to tell people what words mean. Dictionary.com. Dictionary.com. You have one job. So what's fascinating about dictionary.com is when hack Democrats decide they want to change the meaning of words to things they don't mean, Dictionary.com, which is supposed to tell you what they mean, tells you they mean something that they don't mean. Which just further reinforces my view that when you're in the liberal, stupid, enchanted forest, not only do you not know anything, which makes you stupid, but what you do know is wrong. Here's an example on Dictionary.com of liberals walking around the enchanted forest of stupidity who are under the... uh, Impression, ridiculous idea that the term sexual preference is, in fact, offensive. Anyone remember the history behind this one? Uh-huh. This is Steve Krakauer on C, on uh, on uh, on Twitter. Ma- Maisie Hirono and Amy Coney Barrett, and Maisie Hirono, um, otherwise known as Crazy Maisie, the liberal Democrat radical senator from Hawaii, challenged Amy Coney Barrett, Trump's nominee for the Supreme Court, who's now been confirmed, because she used the term sexual preference. So, and Maisie Hirono's like, that term is now offensive. Look what happened on Dictionary.com. They changed the definition. There you see it. The screenshot right there. If you want to watch on Rumble, you can see it. The, the definition before Maisie Hirono said nothing about it being offensive. After Maisie Hirono, Dictionary.com changed it. Look at the bottom. Offensive. Offensive. See paragraph below. They only changed it because Maisie Hirono, crazy Maisie from Hawaii, Randomly out of nowhere, claim the term sexual preference is offensive. And dictionary.com made it so. So the people wander around the stupid forest now. If you dare mention sexual preference of the stupid forest, <gasps> you're homophobic, transphobic, biphobic, you're phobaphobic, histophobic, phobophobia. And people are like, wait, why? I checked dictionary.com yesterday, said it was okay. I thought I was okay. You're not okay. They changed it today. You don't know that? You're not on their email list? Come on, guy. You may say, ah, it's an interesting example. It gets worse. No, no. And then they outright, not only they reclassify words as offensive because Democrats give them their marching orders, dictionary.com. Hilariously named dictionary.com. They should call it AlinskyActivism.com. Here they just outright change the word. Court packing. Here's more evidence. Screenshot here. Court packing. Here it was. This is from the Wayback machine. Here is the actual definition of court packing when dictionary.com before the Democrats got involved. Court packing, an unsuccessful attempt by uh, FDR in 1937 to appoint up to six additional justices to the Supreme Court, which had invalidated a number of his New Deal laws. Ladies and gentlemen, let's be crystal clear. This is not for liberals. Facts aren't your thing. This is for the sane people. That is always what court packing meant. Adding adding justices to the Supreme Court. That is always what it meant. It has never meant anything else. Well, liberals who wanted to support court packing and still do if Joe Biden wins, the the term has a negative connotation because FDR was shut down from adding justices to the Supreme Court or court packing by who? By Democrats who said this is a bridge too far. This is radical. Democrats want to court pack now, track me, so they know the term has a negative connotation. So what do they do? Go to your friends at dictionary.com. Who changes? Change the definition. Court packing doesn't mean that now, Joe. Now it means the practice of changing the number or composition of judges on a court or, or notice how they threw that in there, mm-hmm. changing the number or composition, making it more favorable to particular goals or ideologies and typically involving an increase in the number of seats on the court. Notice how they threw that in there. Not just that you would add justices, but keep the justice, but just change the composition. You mean like confirming Amy, Amy, Amy Coney Barrett? That now means court packing. Why? Because in the enchanted forest of stupidity liberals live in, Dictionary.com tells them that court packing now no longer means adding justices, it just means replacing a justice now with a conservative one. They just made it up. They just made it up. It is the weaponization of language. How? Because if you don't keep up with this, you're then on a news interview on a cable news channel, whatever, some liberal, you mentioned court packing, how dangerous it is. And they go, the Republicans are court packing right now. They nominated Amy Coney, Amy Coney Barrett. And you're like, wait, what? That's not what court packing means. The justices of the Supreme Court, are, there's nine. Amy Coney Barrett isn't the 10th. She's replacing Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And then the liberal comes back. It's, it's in dictionary.com. This is court packing. And you're like, what is going on here? That's not what this has ever meant. What are you talking about, Marie Harf? You're just making that up. I use Marie because she makes stuff up a lot. She's good at that. It's the weaponization of language. Why is this dangerous? Folks, if I can get very serious for a moment on this. I did a lot of homework on, given my prior line of work, I always found it interesting studying the roots of terror. I Terrorism. I, I, I did. It's, it's a long story, but given my prior line of work, I always wanted to find out why. It wasn't good enough to say, hey, terrorists, because there's always a thousand explanations for why people become terrorists. But there had to be some research, right? So I started looking it up. I did a lot of homework on this. And one of the liberal explanations, you know, there's always a liberal explanation. for Remember, they live in a forest of stupid. Is It's poverty. Poverty. Capitalism, Joe. Capitalism creates poverty. Rich people stealing poor people's money, and that creates it. That's not exactly true. They're just really making that up. Right. There's no scientific data on that at all. But in liberals, there's no scientific data on it. That's why they're liberals. But there is one factor highly associated with the presence of terrorism. And I encourage you to fact check me all the time, folks. Don't take my word for anything. I'm, I am deadly serious. Fact checking matters even for me, my, my show. I'm telling you to fact check me. That's how confident I am that what I'm telling you is in fact accurate. If you look up terrorism, and linguistic fractionalization. You'll find that it's highly correlated. As languages start to divert, and people no longer understand each other, you see terrorism start to bud. Correlational, causal, nobody, you know, it's very hard to figure that kind of thing. You going to cause terrorism. To go, you know, you have to do real world experiments that already happen. So it's correlational, not to get too wonky, but the data's there. I'm not suggesting that Dictionary.com is causing terror. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying to you that linguistic fractionalization is associated with a whole lot of bad things. Terrorism being the worst. But on the other end of the scale, you see milder things that are still dangerous, but not as deadly as terrorism. You see things like societies that generally don't understand each other. Political debates that aren't political debates because there are two separate sets of facts and two separate sets of understanding about what the words mean. How can I argue with you about the benefit of apples for your health if you think I'm talking about oranges? How? No, 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 it's not an apple, it's an orange. Sir, sure, it's an apple. It's red, it's got a stem, it's shaped like an apple, it, t- it tastes like an apple. It's an apple. Dictionary.com says it's an orange. What? There's no debate. I can't debate you that an apple's an apple. Or that court packing means court packing because it's always meant court packing. Not just two parallel knowledge universes. Now we have two parallel language universes too. There is a real world impact. This is part one of section B, the real world impact of these two universes. Crime, discord, social distance between each other because we don't understand each other. In the worst case scenario of uh, fractionalization and terrorism in some of these countries where it gets really horrible. This is real. It's not a joke. Let me talk about another real-world impact of liberals living in the enchanted stupid forest where they don't know anything and what they know is wrong and us living in a forest of facts that are challengeable. This can tip elections. This may have tipped this one. Look at this New York Post story. I encourage you to read this. It's by Brian Flood at Fox News from December 10th. It's up in the show notes today. Liberal media snuffed out Hunter Biden coverage until after the election to help defeat Trump, critics say. All right, that's an interesting hypothesis. Here's a screenshot from the piece. Did liberals living in the stupid part forest actually impact this election? A real, touchable, tangible impact going to affect you? It certainly looks like it. This is a quote, folks. It's hard to assess what impact this lack of media scrutiny about the Hunter Biden story might have had in the election results, but the impact was certainly not zero. Post-election polling by the Media Research Center showed that over a third, over a third of Biden voters were unaware of the Hunter matter at all, McCall added, referring to an MRC poll that indicated a stunning, by the way, 36% of Biden voters were completely unaware of the scandal that Biden, Hunter Biden, is now being investigated by the FBI for. 36% of people who voted in this election for Biden were totally unaware that his son was involved in a major international scandal with a nuclear-powered communist country that hates us. So real-world impact one, language splits. We can't even talk to each other. Social distance. Societal discord. These are dangerous things. This is not a joke. Number two, the entire power structure of a country can change as elections are tipped because liberals don't know anything. 36% of them literally did not know, not figuratively, literally did not know about the Hunter Biden story. I've got more. I want to talk about another. I I got three more real world impacts of this dangerous, dangerous situation we live in right now with stupid people in the forest. Let me get to my third sponsor again. They're happy to be here. And it is a gift giving season. I cannot think of a better gift right now than Omaha Steaks. So good. Buy it for yourself as a gift. Buy it from your friend and then go eat at your friend's house with the Omaha Steaks. They're that good. Their meats and desserts are absolutely delicious. Don't sleep on their seasoning either. Right, Paula? Their Omaha Steak seasoning is absolutely incredible. If this 2020 holiday season feels like it's been a long time coming, make it worth the wait. Send the perfect gift. Send yourself something special and bring families together for a delicious Omaha Steak holiday feast. The Deluxe Griller's Assortment features butcher's cut filet mignons oh nice a vast variety of entree sides and desserts right now you can get this mouth-watering package plus four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer at an exclusive price only available to my listeners this is the cool hey the real meat thermometer it's not a jack it's not one of the cheap ones either it's a good one check that out go to omahasteaks.com enter code bongino into that search bar it's that simple omaha steaks isn't just steak It's a guaranteed fantastic gift and a safe way to share the joy of the season with delicious food. Don't forget when you order the deluxe grillers assortment, you'll also get four free delicious mouthwatering Omaha Steaks burgers and a free digital meat thermometer with my code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, at omahasteaks.com, a deal you won't find anywhere else. Omaha Steaks delivers guaranteed quality and safety with every order. Deliver that perfect gift or send yourself something special. You will love them. Omaha Steaks ships directly to your door. It's the world's greatest steaks, plus premium meats, easy meals, everything you need for a memorable gift or stock up yourself. Get a jump on gift, uh, gift shopping and gift giving. This ho- get Omaha Steaks today. All backed by a 100% money back guarantee. Visit omahasteaks.com. Type on Gino in the search bar to shop the best gourmet gifts of the season. Thanks, Omaha Okay. So getting back to the show, you know, again, the real world consequences aren't just dangerous societal discord, social distance and tipping elections because liberals are too dopey to look stuff up. It. This can dramatically affect our national security. By liberals believing things that are just not true or believing things on a scale that aren't true. What do I mean? Let me not beat around the bush. This one's going to be a little more difficult to explain, but it is touching you in a very bad way. Let me go to this Gallup piece about the real-world impacts of liberal stupidity. Lydia Sad at Gallup. Majority of Americans now consider Russia a critical threat. All right, there's nothing wrong with that statement. That is, in fact, true. Russia is a threat. Joe agrees. Paul, everybody knows that. No, No one can dismiss the second uh, most powerful nuclear force in the world that hates our guts, the Russians. But I want you to notice something in this actual Gallup article, which is fascinating because Russia is not half the threat China is. China is far more powerful, a far more powerful economic threat. Again, we're talking about just pure numbers and facts, a far more powerful threat militarily, a far more powerful threat financially to us, and is, is being uh, arguably more aggressive in the intelligence front than the Russians are right now. But look at this poll. Americans don't see it that way. They rate Russia number one by a pretty wide margin, I might add. Well, why do you think they would do that, Joe? And why do you think liberals who live in the stupid forest would rate liberal? And um, candidly, many of these are probably regular mainstream Democrats too. Why would they place Russia A threat nonetheless, but clearly not even close to the threat China poses to the United States. Why would they have them backwards? Well, maybe because people like 60 Minutes Leslie Stahl. Sir, this is 60 Minutes. (laughs) Hilarious. Leslie didn't get the joke when she said it. Maybe because people like Leslie Stahl have told America for the last four years that Vladimir Putin colluded with Donald Trump to win the 2016 election, despite the whole case being based on a fake PP tape. Someone sent me a message, Dan, please stop saying pee tape. No, 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 I'm not stopping. I'm sorry it bothers you, but that is the hilarity of this, and I must be hammered home every time that... 60 Minutes Leslie Stahl and so-called serious media people we might run into in an elevator took the pee hoax seriously, which led people to spend four years misallocating our national security infrastructure towards a Russia threat that exists to a lesser degree than the China threat, while China may have actually impacted our 2020 election. It's a real consequence. Money, dollars, military, intelligence assets. No, no, we got to focus on Russia. Why? We saw the PP tape. There is no PP tape. And Americans bought it up. The liberal ones, at least, and the Democrats, not you. There's, can you throw that up again? I'm sorry, the graph. There's one more thing about this I wanted to hit. I should have mentioned this while I was up. This is even more stunning showing you how misinformed roughly 40% of Americans in the stupid forest are. Look who else appears on the list of greatest threats to the United States. Damn right, Paula. Who's number five? The United States itself. <laughs> there are actually Americans out there who rate the United States as the greatest threat to the United States over Russia and China. The stupid forest is very real. It's hurting you. It's hurting your ability to vote in free and fair elections. It's creating dangerous social discord. It's creating fissures in our society that don't need to be there. It's creating arguments over things like an apple being an apple. It's creating misallocated assets towards threats that aren't nearly the threat that's really the threat right now. What else does linguistic issues where we can't even agree about the meaning of the word court packing, even though we know what it means, because it's always meant what it's meant. What else does it mean? Well, let me show you again how stupid this is. We've had a pretty standard definition for basically the entire history of the United States and the English language pre-United States existed before us of what the word defund means. Yes. Defund is always meant if to take funds away. To defund like de-escalate, destabilize, to take away stabilization, to de escalate, meaning to ramp down the escalation, to de escalate. So to defund means to ramp down funds, take away funds. It is always meant that. Even to Leslie Stahl, I think. Sir, this is 60 minutes. It's always meant that. But now, because the Democrats want to defund the police, meaning take money away from the police, and the Democrats and their media lunatic goon allies, psychopaths, found out that taking money away from the police may cost them an election before the election because people don't want their police defunded. Now, all of a sudden, we're arguing about apples and oranges again. What defund really means? No, Dan, no, we're not. Oh, don't take my word for it. Here's a headline at The Atlantic, noted left wing uh, 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 newspaper, The Atlantic, or, uh, by Andrew Ferguson. This is a real headline, folks. Not a joke. You can look this up. Andrew Ferguson, The Atlantic. Defund the police does not mean defund the police unless it does. What? Come on, what? man. What? No, no, no. Come on, man. Do you have the Joe Biden? Come on, man. Uh, well, yes, to I, add I, that I, to your command? I, I actually do. Please put do. you that up. We All need right. that. This is a perfect time. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, again. We need to. You need a two-fold. the on, in man. Delay, so you... <laughs> Defund the police doesn't mean what it means unless it means what it means. If you're trying to get your arms around that, don't. You will potentially lose up to 30 IQ points for trying to understand the stupidity of that headline. You understand how you can't possibly debate someone about defunding the police if they question what the word defund means, despite everybody knowing what the word defund means to take away funds. No, no, that's not what it means. It doesn't mean defund.
0: Oh, I, I, uh,
1: uh huh? So, what's the real-world impact of being in the stupid forest and not actually understanding that defunding the police take, means taking money away from your police? Hat tip Carl Benjamin on Parler. I found this uh, little infographic on Parler. This Heath put this up. This is really great. This is the real-world impact of living in the liberal stupid forest where you don't believe defunding the police means actually taking money away from the police. He goes to a, a series of headlines, Carl, and he even puts helpful arrows here. Watch this on Rumble. It's better on video, rumble.com slash Bongino. Check it out. Headline number one, NPR. Minneapolis Council moves to defund police. Establish holistic public safety force. Headline two, Washington Post. Minneapolis violence surges as police officers leave department in droves. Headline number three. Minneapolis City Council alarmed by surge in crime months after voting to defund the police. On to headline number four. Handy arrows to guide us. NPR News. With violent crime on the rise in Minneapolis, city council asks, where are the police? Oh my gosh. Wait, wait, wait. Red arrow number five. Some Minneapolis city council members would like a redo on defunding the police, says report. <laughs> oh my God, this is the stupid far. Fo- you see the stupid far? Walking, around? Huh? we're in the stupid far, smoking a doobie, like our picture of me with the digital glasses that Paula said it was a cigar, but really looks like a doob. What are you doing? What are you doing? Is this like Cheech and Chong time? You're sitting around smoking like a doobie this wide. You're causing a cloud, getting a secondary high for everyone. There's a real world consequence to you being stupid. People are dying. This is not a joke. Because there's no police around to stop violent crime in Minneapolis. Because stupid media people told even dumber liberals that don't worry, defunding the police doesn't actually mean defunding the police. Let's throw up this, uh, CBS headline too. In case you think I'm making this up, by the way, how stupid these liberals are, and they're stupid liberal masters. CBS News, Minneapolis to shift eight million dollars from police budget amid defunding the police movement. I, 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 I. I uh, uh, that we have to live with these people is unbelievable. But we have to live with stupid people. Imposing upon us a social distance between us and societal discord we don't need and will do nothing to further this great republic. It's just stunning that these people choose to walk around a stupid forest where words don't mean what they mean anymore and people get killed because of it. I got one more I want to get to. I could take one final break. We have another sponsor here. But this last one is going to cause more death and destruction. Because now we're going to argue about, here we go, Joe, not just what defund means. In the liberal stupid farce, abolish doesn't mean abolish (laughs) either. That's going to happen next. My prediction, you watch. Our final sponsor today makes a great gift for the holidays, by the way, uh, for the firearm owner in your life, iTarget. That's the letter I. This year has reminded us of many things, including how important it is to look after the ones we love and to be prepared. This holiday season, give the gift of safety and practice with your firearm. Give them iTarget Pro. Folks, you know how expensive ammunition's getting out there. You've seen the prices. Some some stores don't even have 9 millimeter anymore. So how are you going to practice with your firearm? Practice is essential. Give them iTarget Pro. You have the constitutional right to self-defense, but a moral obligation to be safe for your family and you. But most of us don't have the time to consistently train. Plus, ammo is really expensive. It's why iTarget was invented. Here's what it is. Let me explain it very simply. It's a proprietary laser round. You insert it in the empty, safely unloaded firearm you have now. It emits a laser onto a target. It's that simple. Well, what's the benefit of the laser? Well, when you dry fire with a safely unloaded weapon, dry, I mean, there's no ammunition in it to practice your trigger control, your grip, your breath control, your muscle memory. You have no idea where the round would have gone. It's empty. With the laser round I target sends you and the, tar- and the uh, target they send you, now you'll see where the rounds would have landed. You can see where you're off. You off low left, low right, adjust your grip. Practice all your fundamentals in the safety and security of your own home. Well, what calibers does it come in? Well, I'll answer that for you. iTarget Pro comes in all major calibers, even two-two-three and five-five-six. Today, you can save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code DAN at checkout when you go to iTargetPro.com. It's the smartest way for you to practice. It pays for itself in just a few days. That's the letter, iTargetPro.com itargetpro.com. Use offer code Dan. Thanks, itarget. All right, my final story about the real-world impact of this. Elections being overturned. Language changing. People thinking Russia is our biggest threat over China because, the, you know, Putin and the peepee tape. Police being defunded and people being killed. This one's going to be next. Here's a story I saw on the Washington Examiner. Conveniently, right as I was wrapping this segment up, putting my show together, this creeped up on the Washington Examiner. I'm on their email list and I get their articles. Anna Gira Ratelli, forgive me if I'm saying your name wrong, Anna. I've used her stuff before. California Democrats pressure Biden and Congress to abolish ICE. What? So we're just going to go full open border now. Now, Mark my words, because we're going to wrap up on this, the same defund the police nonsense. Defund doesn't mean defund. Well, it's always meant take funds away. That's not what it means. It means something else. We're just going to make it up. We'll get dictionary.com on the phone. Uh, Once this goes bad for them, which it will, if they manage to abolish ICE or push for it, Americans will turn on them tomorrow. Nobody, no sane person wants open borders. Narco trafficking, children being trafficked across the border. No ICE. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. No ice at all. Just let it happen, folks. When that turns on them, I guarantee you they will change the meaning of abolish, too, to mean something else to cover their tracks. No, no, we didn't mean abolish. We meant shmaholish. That's a new word that rhymes with abolish, but it means to not abolish. Shmahalish ice, which means don't abolish it, Shmaholish it. And we just misspoke. Oh, and dictionary.com will add smahalish. And you know what it'll say? Meaning. <laughs> Meaning, not abolish. That's what it'll say in smictionary.com. <laughs> it'll say smih- means not abolish. And all the media people like Leslie Stoll will say they didn't say abolish ice. They said I sir. This is this is 60 minutes, sir. They said smahalish. The Washington Examiner is a conspiracy theory site. It's fake news. I went to dictionary.com and a Facebook fact checker con- confirmed it, by the way. Smahalish means not abolish. Idiots. You're so stupid. Morons. You're the same people that defund the police meant taking money away. Idiots. You're the same people that court packing meant adding justices to the court. What a bunch of dunces. We live with these people. They're among us right now. The shmahalish crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, this is 60 Minutes, sir. They clearly said shmahalish. You don't know what shmahalish... What are you, a conspiracy theorist? Saying abolish means abolish. Shmahalish means not abolish. Dopes. (laughs) That'll be Leslie next. Don't laugh. Is it any dumber than her saying there was no Biden scandal? Despite me giving her... And everyone else out there before the election, the actual FBI case number of the investigation into the scandal, is it any dumber than Shmahalish? I'm not kidding. Is it any dumber than saying the Trump campaign wasn't spied on, despite the fact that we have the names of the spies? Is it any dumber? It's Schmahalish. Go to Wikipedia, put Spygate in. It calls it a conspiracy theory. Shmahalish. All right, we got to get this in election updates. There's a lot going on. Um, I'm gonna try to fire through these next two stories. Oh, we got a Friedman. We're doing that Friedman video no matter what because it's so good. And I want to. We'll do the Wall Street Journal block next week. I can't, this, this is a joke between me and Paula. Don't even bother. That really. This is a. It's like the National Review story I said I'd get to, which is still sitting back there on the back burner. Just quick, Washington Examiner. Pennsylvania legislators are now joining the Ken Paxton Texas lawsuit against Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Michigan, and Georgia. This is in the Washington Examiner. Check it out. This is critical. The Wall Street Journal, that tends to go center-left on a lot of these issues, is now scared that the state of Texas, which is basically suing Pennsylvania for changing their election law at the last minute because it hurts Texas voters who now think they have a president-elect Biden who, won, who they think won the election. So it disenfranchises Texas voters because it's a national election because Pennsylvania couldn't follow the rules. The Wall Street Journal's terrified. They have this article up today. They always, they, they have such weak, I love the journal, but they have such weak knees with this stuff. Texas tries an election long shot. They want to take a shot at Ken Paxton. Because they, they get what do they say the term scurred. They're scared. They're scared. Oh my gosh, this lawsuit. I wonder what they say? Joe, it's rare. This lawsuit, this is rare. This is so rare. Like, we shouldn't do it because it's rare. You know what's rare? Changing election laws the week before the election, not through your legislative chamber, in violation of the Constitution, and then pretending to elect the president. That's pretty rare. Wall Street Journal says, the court asked for the four states to reply by 3 p.m. Thursday, but it would be a legal and political earthquake if the court took the case. That's the court's job, you nuts. Cases of original jurisdiction when a state bypasses lower courts and go directly to the Supreme Court are rare and typically involve interstate disputes. Uh, That's what this is, fellas. Did you read it? This one concerns election law in states other than Texas. No kidding. That's the very definition of an interstate dispute. (sighs) Don't take the case because it's rare. What kind of stupid story is that? Don't take the case because it involves Pennsylvania election law. Yes, that affected Texas in the Supreme Court, who's supposed to oversee interstate, not intrastate disputes. Don't worry. Intra interstates going to mean something different tomorrow, too. It'll mean shmahalish tomorrow. No, no. Interstate really now means intrastate, like the intranet and the inter. This is the world we live in. The Wall Street Journal is very scared because it's rare. Who cares that it's rare? (laughs) Yeah. What does that have to do with anything? Texas has a legitimate case. You screwed our voters over because you idiots in the Pennsylvania Election Board can't follow the law. Perfectly legitimate argument. Don't take it. It's interstate because the Supreme Court's supposed to hear interstate. What? All right, forget the Pelosi stuff. Do you have that Friedman video? Thank you. Folks, I want to play. This is a great video on a Friday. I want to leave you on a good note. So I have this whole block I'm going to do eventually. I will get to it. It's a whole bunch of stuff I'll have to save till next week. I didn't even get to the Swalwell stuff today. Which reminds me. I got to mention something for you. I have articles in the Wall Street Journal I'm going to cover next week, which are pretty decent, and cover this whole stimulus payment. I, I talk about these stimulus payments because they're not stimulus payments. When the government pays you, Where does the money come from, folks? It's not a joke. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm asking you to think this through, even the liberals and the stupid farce, to think this through logically. If the government is paying Adam or Bobby $600, where does the government get the money from? The government gets the money from Tony and Joey, from other citizens. The government doesn't create anything. The government just takes money from one and gives it to another. So How can that be a stimulus? Because if I'm taking money from me to give it to Paula, I have unstimulated me and I better stay away from that one because it's date night this weekend. And I have enhanced Paula's wallet. We'll leave the stimulation talk for later. It's a family-friendly outfit and there's no Duke Cannon read today, but you get the point. But I've been unstimulated and Paula's wallet has been enhanced, which is a net of zero. Matter of fact, It's a negative net because the government, in giving my money to Paula, takes a cut for themselves to pay themselves to give money to Paula. So it's actually negative. There's no such thing as government stimulus. I don't care who tells you that. Republican, Democrat, conservative, libertarian, communist. There's no such thing. Business can stimulate the economy by inventing an idea that wasn't around before, which makes us all better. The microwave oven, penicillin, whatever it may be, where they mass distribute it. The government doesn't do that. Even the myths about the government created the internet. No, they didn't. Even the people involved with the DARPA internet project acknowledged later that it was the private sector that took the idea and made it value-added for all of us. So please stop with your fairy tales. They're dopey. Milton Friedman explains this beautifully. I have discussed this four ways to spend money on my show a thousand times, but you know, I've never seen the actual clip of Friedman explaining it. This is Friedman explaining the four ways to spend money in about a minute-something clip that's worth your time and how government taking your money and spending it on someone else is always going to be the absolute worst way to stimulate anything. This is just genius. Milton
3: Friedman. Well, you know, you can spend your own money on yourself. And when you spend your own money on yourself, You're very careful of what you spend it on, and you make sure that you get the most for your dollar. You can spend your own money on somebody else. You give gifts to other people. You take people out to dinner. And when you spend your own money on somebody else, you're very careful that you don't spend too much. You try to keep down the amount you spend, but you don't worry very much about what the other fellow is getting from it. You don't pay anything like as much attention to the gifts you buy for other people as to the things you buy for yourself. Or you can spend somebody else's money as when you're spending the government's money. I say the government's money, the taxpayer's money, which the government has control of. Now you're spending somebody else's money. Let's say you're spending your boss's money. You're out to lunch on an expense account, but you're spending it on yourself. You're very careful that you get good good. Good things for your money. You try to have a good lunch and pick the right things But you're not very much worried about whether you get the cheapest spend all, you want. spend all you want and you'll be careless now What happens when you spend somebody else's money on somebody else? You're a You're a distributor of welfare funds Well, you're interested in making your own life as good as you can and most people have humane instincts and want to do the best they can. But you're not going to be anything like as careful in spending somebody else's money on somebody else. So there are four ways in which you can spend money. I'm
1: not kidding. It's not melodrama. I've read extensively Friedman's work. When I read that 15 years ago, whatever it was, a long time ago, the four ways to spend money, I'm not kidding when I say it changed my life. It changed my life. I mean, changed my life. I was going to say literally, but I've said literally, literally too much this show. And I hate that word, but I'm doing it as a joke because of the whole way they redefine literally too. But I'm telling you, it changed my life. You will never, ever look at government the same way ever again if you understand deeply what Friedman just said there. That when government, which spends other people's money on other people, does that, the two components of spending money? The cost of what you're buying and the quality of what you're buying, the two things that would matter to you if it was your own money, don't matter at all. The costs don't matter. You're spending other people's money. What do you care about the cost? It's not your money. But the kicker is the quality of what you're buying, whether it's other people's health care from, doesn't matter either because you're not even buying it for yourself. You're giving other people's money to other people to buy. You don't even care about the quality. Government will always, always be your worst option for things like stimulus but the best option on date night hat tip ducannon let me get out for the weekend leave you on a good note and just say folks please check us out at bonginoreport.com we are the best rival out there to the now liberal judge drudge report i'll be in the penalty box after the show and i can't announce it yet but we've got some really cool things at bongino report coming use it for your first source bookmark it every morning For news, BonginoReport.com. We've got some really, really cool announcements coming up in the new year with Bongino Report. We're ready to take that to the next level. Don't go to Drudge. They're a train wreck. Total mess. BonginoReport.com. And check out the video show on Rumble today and subscribe, Rumble.com slash Bongino. Thanks for tuning in. We really, really appreciate it. I mean that. We will see you all on Monday.
3: Good day, sir.
0: You just heard Dan Bongino.